there's no one listening right now that doesn't recognize this song. And if you don't recognize this song, you've wasted your goddamn life. All right, let's be honest. Vince Guaraldi Trio from A Charlie Brown Christmas. And what I love about this song, it's the opening scene of the entire Christmas special. And it's not really Christmas specific, it's more winter specific. And we have entered the winter part of our world here in the upper Midwest, specifically in South Minneapolis, here in the Smart Start MN Studios for another edition of the Brian Oak Show podcast. And I love Christmas music, but I. I have a hard time getting all the way into it until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, for me, this is the over the river and through the woods portion yes. of winter. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Thanksgiving matters, but I, to me, things are more sacred. They're more special. They're more interesting when they're kept in segments. And I don't mean to be an, a cranky old man about it, but, like, if I hear Christmas music in October, I will come at you like a mighty bazooka. All right? Let's be very <laughs> clear about that. But, I mean, once we get into the mood, let's get into the mood, but like radio stations that specialize in Christmas music, give it a little more time. We got a a week until, I mean, actually, oh my God, Thanksgiving already happened, didn't it? No. Well, yes, it did, actually, because are we airing this today or tomorrow? Oh, yeah, it it did. It did. Thank you. Wow, man, I am, I'm still full. So, I I know, (laughs) I've clearly... Stuffing in your ears or something. I'm not sure what's going on right now. But now it's upon us, and I am ready to go deep. There's going to be so much holiday music on this show moving forward. In fact, we've got some coming up in just a little bit here now that it's finally Christmas season, Sean. But before we get to that, and before we get to today's guest, who's been a guest on the show before, she's wonderful. She is infectious, she is talented, and she's a true believer. And to me, I can't think of a higher compliment than like someone who, when they do what they do, make you believe whether or not you enjoy their output, whether or not you enjoy their creative document. If you know they believe, then it's worth spending life's limited moments with them, right? And I believe that Leslie Vincent, today's guest, is very much under that particular umbrella. You know what somebody said to me about Leslie Vincent? I'm going to say it right in front of her face. Uh Uh-oh. They said, thank God Leslie did not leave us for New York because she could be there. She could be off Broadway tomorrow if she chose to do that. Instead, she's sticking around in the Twin Cities, and we are so grateful for that. Well, and this this to me is... I mean that. That was so cool. I, I think that's brilliant. And to me, the important part of that, too, is it helps highlight that although we live in the upper Midwest, and there is obviously coastal bias on both coasts, and when we talk about theater or music mm-hmm. or drama or anything like that, the East Coast is obviously ground zero. People who underestimate what it's like to go oh. out to see theater or music or musical theater, any combination thereof in the upper Midwest, do so at their own peril. We live in an almost impossibly culturally rich environment. Is it New York City? Absolutely fucking not. Is it Minnesota? You bet your goddamn fucking ass it is, (laughs) and it's pretty fucking cool. And there's a lot here up to and including Leslie Vincent. Now, before we talk to her, we do have to thank a couple sponsors. One, we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. You drink, you drive, you lose your license. Those are guarantees. You will not get around that no matter who you know or what you are. However, you will have to rebuild the shattered pieces of your broken life. We can't help you with everything, but we can help save you some money. Just go to smartstart.com. 
mn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. What I loved about that is Sean saw where I was going. And yes, I, was I about did. To, I was about to enter a whole monologue that could have lasted <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. And I don't want to interfere with our guest's precious time. But he cut me off and he got everything in. So let me take care of this part right here. Our most recent acquisition in terms of sponsorship for The Brian Oak Show, Moxie Wealth Management. Now, Moxie is a very interesting sort of homegrown wealth management. Not that they don't know what they're doing. In fact, they probably know better than almost anyone mm-hmm. you know in your entire life, but they do the whole thing, right? Like they do insurance, they do taxes, they do investments, they do all of it. Yeah. And, you know, I think about like small towns where they have a healthy, vibrant small town and there's like the insurance person, there's the tax person, right. there's all these different people in a row. Well, that's what Joe and his team decided to do over there. We're going to have everybody in one place. And we're all going to work with you on all your stuff. So you don't have to call five different people. Merry Christmas, you old savings and loan. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> you, you do a better Jimmy Stewart I did a, than I, I do. I did a line in a show, a sketch comedy show that I wrote. And I got to play Jimmy Stewart. And I said, if you have your dreams in one hand and a pile of shit in the other, Here we go. all you really got is a pile of shit. So, Joe, I'm sorry about that. That has n- nothing to do with your fine wealth management company. Oh, we are in the middle of a commercial. We sorry, certainly were. I, I, I know that it's hard for you. Yes, and. All right. I know it's hard for you as soon as you feel acting coming on. Oh, it's hard well, for you Leslie's to step here, away. so you just never know. When she's like, oh, we need somebody. Oh, well, I, really bad. No, I, I, honest to God, he is he is sucking up so hard to try to get into one of your shows. It's terrible. We're going to wrap this up. Moxie Wealth Management, if you have money, if you are entering that phase of your life where you're like, again, you don't have to have a ton of money, but you know, if you have resources, you're like, what am I going to do with all these things? Very much the Brian Oak story. You should get in touch with Joe and his team at Moxie Wealth Management. Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Security and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Security and Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414. My name is Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard. Up next, we're going to be joined by Leslie Vincent, who really is an engaging and interesting and fascinating and truly talented individual. But before we dive into what she's up to, what's going on, what the near future holds, Since we're now, in my humble opinion, officially into the holiday season, I'm about to get very festive because I love this time of year. I love the music that goes with it. Halloween music's probably my number one favorite, but Christmas music is right behind it. And I do not mean to denigrate or diminish any other midwinter festivals that people choose to celebrate, but I grew up with Christmas, so it holds a very dear place in my heart. Tori Amos, who is... A bit of an iconoclast. You never really know what she's going to do or who she's going to be or what she's going to release. And I've enjoyed her career for many, 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 almost 25, maybe 30 years now. She put out an album called Midwinter Graces, which is a series of great songs that she mashes up classics with her own interpretation on. And I 
This is one of my, in my top 10 holiday albums of all time. And here is her take on the classic Star of Wonder on The Brian Oak Show.
again, I like to explore the space. So if you like holiday music, Tori Amos's album, Midwinter Graces, is worth at least your time. Give it one pass through. You may not love it, but you might actually find a new holiday favorite. I'm Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 200 and million. I don't know. Where are we at? <laughs> 283. 283. Very good. Let's go ahead and say to uh, hello to today's guest. Now, she's been on the show before. I feel like this brief bio damns her with faint praise. I feel like she's not... It's hard to, I think, for most of us to say too much about ourselves. Like, I've met people before who are like, I'm the greatest thing that ever existed. But then I read a bio like this where... The opening line is, Leslie Vincent is a Twin Cities-based singer, actor, and musician. And I feel like that that doesn't do enough. That sounds like 5,000 other people that might be sitting in this room right now. But right now, Leslie Vincent is sitting in the Smart Start MN studios. She's got these giant eyes that invite you into the world that she's currently expressing. Whether she's singing, whether she's acting, whether she's musicianing, whatever. (laughs) She loves jazz and soul. She's an amazing actor. And now it finally does use the word nuance in the third sentence because I feel like nuance is what you do. You are aware of the situation. I'm a big fan. Whether someone is an actor, a performer, working in an accounting firm, whatever you're doing, reading the room matters. And you seem to understand the place you're currently occupying all the time. And it's one of my favorite things about you. I, it's important, right? It is. It matters. Her debut album, These Foolish Things, was released back in 2020, just in time for the world to stay home for two years. So I'm sure that that was an uphill battle the entire way. But she's currently on work on her sophomore album. And as we all know, Sophomore albums usually shit the bed, so I wouldn't expect much. Um, Her name is Leslie Vincent. Leslie, it's very nice to see you again. Hi, it's good to see you too, Brian. Yeah, nice to have... You and I have shared, and I know as well as you have with Sean, you and I have shared acting stages before. Now, I, despite my early leanings, am by no means an actor. You, however, on the other hand, are an excellent actor, and you do it all the time. But we have shared the stage for, what's it called? It's called A Very Die Hard Christmas. Which happens every year at the Bryant Lake Theater, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this year, uh, for those of you who have heard about it, you're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool, because we've had Josh on before, and mm-hmm. we've talked to other people about it. That shit's completely sold out. It is. Sorry, suckers. Yep. Maybe Christmas 2023. Mm-hmm. Maybe, if you remember. If you're lucky. Before we talk about your music and what you've been working on and how life is going. That's actually what I want to talk about. Are you good? How's life going? Life life is going, you know? Yeah. I'm finding the times where I'm not in front of a computer screen are so rich and rewarding. So <laughs> I'm just happy to not look at a screen right now, see real people, talk about things that I love. So I'm doing great in this moment. I have a little soda that's tasty. Uh, a sparkling Italian Excuse soda. Me, a Thank sparkling you. That's, Italian soda. That's what we offer here at the Smart Start MN Studios. Although Smart Start, well, I guess technically they did pay for it, didn't they? They did. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Smart Start <laughs> MN. Appreciate that. Um, so you also, I know we've talked to you since it happened, but you know I, when I think about young love, right? And I, when I think about nuptials, you were married not so long ago. And I do not, I never try to be TMZ. I never try to dig into people's personal lives. I just try to make sure the individual's happy. Are you happy? Oh, yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Very good. So what other than, we're going to talk about your music and all the other actor, artist things you like to do. 
what else as we head into the holidays? I mean, like, do you dig the holidays? Do you do anything? I mean, like, do you get into it or do you hate winter? And it's oh, there's no wrong answer here. I like winter. I don't love Christmas. Okay. I find Christmas a little stressful in my family. Yeah, so yeah. I always kind of brace for it. Like stressful um, in the sense that you have to go deal with family or yeah, just or I you think have to my, go do the shopping or it's mostly my family really wishes we lived in the 1940s <laughs> and they want a 1940s Christmas and I don't know how to deliver that. Yeah, that's tough. So yeah. well, I mean, um, there is there is some sort of weird nostalgic charm that none of us ever lived through <laughs> that does exist there and you kind of like to have that old fashioned Christmas, but that's not the world we. It's 2022. Yes, it's aggressive. But also interesting and new and exciting, so we kind of have to evolve. Yes. Well, I'm sorry about the stress that That's is impending. Okay. I, I love Thanksgiving, um, so I had a great Thanksgiving with my family, um, and I like winter. Actually, I've I've decided to like winter this year. Well, are you lifelong Minnesotan? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, again, no, there there aren't any wrong answers here, right? There's no judgment, but. It's interesting to me because there are lifelong Minnesotans who hate this transition every single year. Why did you decide this year you're going to like winter? I think it will be easier if I just decide to like it. If you just relent? Yes. Just yeah. just let it happen. It'll be over soon enough. Yeah, I mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, so, like, did you buy better mittens? How did you decide you're just going to like winter? Snowshoes, cross-country skis. No, I, I literally just decided just now. Oh, okay. That was the right, decision. Right. So what you're telling me is this is almost like uh, uh, I don't what's the word what's the right word like this is like a dojo where you just had a moment mm-hmm. and you just moved forward right mm-hmm. now. And I'm gonna just embrace it. I'm gonna soak up the snow and walk and look at the sky. Honestly, it's not. A I've, I've believed everything you've ever said until the oh, last no! thirty seconds. Oh. No, I, I appreciate you trying to embrace the season and the moment, but I can see it in your eyes. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> All right, Leslie Vincent is our guest right now, and you uh, have brought along some music. I don't like to go too long before we hear a song. Uh, this next one is before we talk about what you have on the way and what else is working. And I'm dying to hear more about your second album. But first, you've got a song here called Road Island is Famous for You. And again, I don't try to go TMZ on anything. I'm not trying to ever dig too deep into anyone's personality or personal life. But I do appreciate the story behind the way art unfolds. Is this song a storytelling situation or is this autobiographical? Um, It is a nod to my self and my past so I was born in Rhode Island moved away when I was one and a half never really went there have no connection but (laughs) I always love this song because no one ever sings about Rhode Island and it is where I'm I was born so my parents lived there for three years I've been oh yeah I've been there oh not Bear Path what's it called uh a tiny tiny little town way outside of the capital let me think about it, and I'll come okay. back to you on the far side of the song, all right? Great. All right. But I, it's just, I've always felt connected to this song, so I decided to sing it. Every state in the USA has something it can boast of. Some product that the state produces the most of. Rhode Island is little, but oh my, 
It has a product anyone would buy. Copper comes from Arizona. Peaches come from Georgia. And lobsters come from Maine.
guest is Leslie Vincent. That was her take right there on Rhode Island is famous for you because it's her home state. Born there, kind of like for me, Oregon. Lived there till I was a year and a half, and my family bumped back to here, which is why I'm going back to Oregon very, very oh, shortly. Cool. But I listened to you sing that, and your love of jazz is evident. Your feel for it is impossible to ignore. But I have to ask, like, not everybody who feels those things or moves that direction has as big a gun as you have on your hip, right, in your holster. When did you, I mean, I'm talking about your voice. Oh. <laughs> it was a metaphor. Sorry if I jumped too far, all right? No, I, I, it was really wow, awkward if she just so had this huge Magnum no, 44. No, no, I, 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 but I mean, like, you know, like, if you're going to step up in front of random strangers and you're going to pull something like that out, you got to know what you're doing. And obviously you're talented. But at some point in your life, when you were younger, you had to realize, <clears throat> and I'm going to use it one more time now that we know what we're talking about, <laughs> that you had that big a gun on your hip. I'm not talking about early days. I'm not talking about I did choir. I, like, I realized I was great. At some point, you sang for people and you rocked their fucking world. Do you remember when that was? Um, you can brag. It's I, okay. I just, I'm asking you to. I don't think I knew that I could do that until I was already doing it, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I, de- I didn't set out like, wow, I'm so great. Let me do this. I just love doing it so much. Right. And then I was pleasantly surprised that people liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I just kept doing it. I'm going to ask you one more time. There was one time oh, okay. where you where you sang or you played and you're like... <laughs> And again, I'm not asking you to be like, I'm the greatest in the world. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk like that. And nobody likes those people, right? But I mean, like, at some point, did you, let me put it a Overwhelming way. response. Did you get an overwhelming response at some point where you were like, whoa? I mean, after a show, after a performance. Like, you knew it- you were good, but I mean, like, all of a sudden there was, whoa, like, it overwhelmed. I think Sean put it perfectly. I think when I released this album, we did a release show at the in the Crooners parking lot mm-hmm. when they were doing those drive-in shows yeah. during COVID. I think that was the moment I was like, well, I think I could do something with this. I think I could really go down that path. Because before that, I really was doing theater most of the time and then music on the side or just for fun. And then once I did that, I thought, I really want to create my own band. I want to write my own songs. I want to... I really want I really want to go down this path. So here we are after having to sing at drive-ins during COVID because that was the world we lived in. Now people are getting back out there. A, are you comfortable getting back out there and B, how has it changed for you now that you can go sing a regular song in a regular venue? Oh man. I uh, I'm I'm very comfortable going out. Um I'm out all the time, so I've just sort of let all that kind of go. Um, You're feeling good about things, though, right? I like, am. it's good to be back out there. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, I, obviously, okay, that was a dumb question. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was actually on my, my bad. I meant that you're you're feeling good about it. Like, I mean, like some people are still rocking the mask all the time and some people, and I get it. It's good to be a little gun shy. Everybody's Sarah Morris, who was on our last show, her kids are sick. You and I have both gone through it in yeah. the last few weeks. Yep. Everybody's got some kind of crud right now. Luckily, none of it's COVID, but we still live in this post-pandemic yeah. world and it's not super simple. No, it's not. I will say my wife got COVID back in the fall and so I dropped out of a show just out of an abundance of caution mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. And we took zero precautions. We just hung together. And so it's made me probably have a false, inflated sense of protection in myself. Yeah, like right. if I didn't get it living with her, but 
you know, I try to be safe, but I'm also just so excited to be back out there. If no music. one's heard, Leslie, Leslie Vincent is invincible and apparently cannot <laughs> catch COVID. That's cool. But I mean, you are back out and you're doing mm-hmm. gigs and it's obviously that you are an innate performer. You belong on the stage, whether you're acting, whether you're singing, you, you have, not everybody has it, right? Like there, there is, and I know I'm not, I, you don't have to say it. I'll take care of it for you. There is, there is, there's something, there's an innate charisma in being able to get on stage and hold a crowd, right? And you have that. And so it's got to feel, as Sean and I have talked about for literally almost the whole three years of this podcast, not being able to go out as fans has been just oh. as crutching as it has been for artists, right? Like you, you need that. It's a symbiotic relationship yeah. and you need it. We need it. Everybody. It's got to feel great. It feels so great. I'm so glad. I know. That's lovely. <laughs> I feel like I've taken every opportunity presented to me. I've booked my schedule out because I just love it. I'm so happy. And and I just, I love live performance so much. I also love to be a fan and an audience mm-hmm. member. So I want to keep that joy alive for other people so we, we get to have live stuff and don't just sit at home and watch Netflix. I believe in it so much. I want just to keep it alive in the seats and on the stage. But let's be clear. There's some sweet shit on Netflix. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. joking around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I love that because it's time. Like, I mean, our... Our minutes are numbered, right? And so, like, do the thing you love. And that, I guess that's what I meant more than anything. I'm not asking you to say, I'm a badass. But it it feels good to be in the spot you're supposed to be in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. I want to hear about your new record, uh, the one you're working on. I obviously know these things take a long time. and There's probably no release date, nothing like that. But I hate to go too long without another song. Here you have picked an artist that I find quirky, wildly talented, amazing and left field because she's never really broken all the way through to the mainstream despite an almost overwhelming amount of talent right i mean when i talk about that charisma of being able to hold a stage when i talk about the the innate talent you have to have to be able to even get there in the first place nelly mckay is almost unlike anybody else tell me about nelly mckay i just love this song i think it's really charming and Thinking about the wintertime, I love my dog, and snuggling with her is one of the ways I'm going to get through it. So I thought, um, I've just been thinking about this song a lot and singing it in shows and adding it to my rep, and I thought some listeners would like to hear it. I'm just walking my dog, singing my song, strolling My love was lonely and blue Yeah, I was sad as a sailor I was an angry one too Then there was you appeared When I was entangled with youth and fear And nerves jangled, jangled vermouth And beer were getting me mangled up But then I looked in your eyes And I was no more a failure you look so wacky and wise And I said, Lord, I'm happy Cause I'm just walking my dog Singing my song Just strolling along It's just me and my dog Catching some sun We can't go wrong 
Cause that's what it's all about My love was tragic and sad I was the archetypal loser I was a pageant gone bad Then there was you on time And wagging your tail in the cutest mime Then you was in jail I said woof be mine And you gave a wail And then I was no longer alone And I was no more a boozer We'll make the happiest home And I said, Lord, I'm happy Cause I'm just walking my dog Singing my song Strolling along With just me and my dog Catching some sun We can't go wrong I don't care about your head and your doubt And I don't care what the politicians spout If you need a companion Why don't you go out by the pound And find yourself a hound That was cool as hell, but I'm telling everyone out there right now, if you get a chance to see Nellie McKay live, go, go. And if you get a chance to see Leslie Vincent live, you should probably <laughs> go, which I imagine there are plenty of opportunities in the not too distant future. We're going to dive into your sophomore effort shortly. But first, I got to check in with my friend Sean Bernard right here. Sean, in addition to being a friend and ally co-owner of this particular podcast, is also a realtor for Edina Realty 50th and France location. This is the time of year where people are like, can I afford presents, let alone can I afford a new house? What are people doing right now? Uh, they are preparing for the holidays. Great. Great. <laughs> Anytime that you're looking to not buy a house or sell a house, make sure you don't no, call you Sean Bernard. I mean, that's what well, they're doing. I know. Oh, you meaning, meaning as it relates to your oh, chosen oh, oh, okay. vocation. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I think that they're if they're thinking about moving next year right now, it's probably in the back of their mind. What I've said to people is, don't wait until March if you're thinking about listing in right. April. Let's get together in the next month. I'll stop by, uh, see the house, give you some suggestions as to what you might want to do. Bring you a candy cane. I might bring you a candy cane. Maybe I'll bring you a song. Terrible. That is not making me call you right now. Why? I No, I've heard you sing. That's why. Dude, you, come on. No, I, I we were there on Halloween night. Superman, I did REM Superman yeah. one year. You're too I, young to know who I that is. I but. don't doubt your enthusiasm. It's just the execution that I feel like maybe, maybe you could hire our friend Leslie here for some lessons, just for a little intonation. When I was a kid, we were pretty broke, and my sisters and I decided we would go caroling. And we went and Ouch. caroled, and we didn't realize like that was something that a lot of churches did, so people started giving us money whoa we went we probably walked about three miles i'll bet you did we made so much money once the cash Caroline. starts rolling out you're like we <laughs> oh bring us some figgy pudding <laughs> yeah. oh. that was it wow and that was in rockford minnesota we were living in a mobile home with uh, yeah. just my father after the divorce and uh made a lot of cash so you know you may not like my singing <sighs> I but i can tell you the people of rockford <laughs> back in 1976 did 
if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell a house, the idea is for the ad to stand out. Nobody wants to hear just a regular commercial about real estate, right? It's clearly happened. It has clearly happened. I do support local artists and musicians who can sing. Uh, Leslie's just absolutely talented, and I donate uh, a portion of every buy and sell to musicians and artists just like her. 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. That's not a jingle, bro. That is not what a is jingle. Okay. I don't know what you were doing that right there. That number is also textable. <laughs> all right, there we go. You were flat. He's going to flat. I wasn't <laughs> flat. I was doing Tuvan throat singing, all right? Yeah. I was making it international, don't trying you, to give you a bigger audience. Why don't you leave your Tuvan out well, I, I, You know what? <laughs> is that a didgeridoo? Your mom's a didgeridoo. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get back to the interview. Leslie. Get off, moms. Be- I just got off yours. <laughs> Sorry, Leslie. We've totally devolved. Uh, She's like, what have, What did I agree to? Leslie's like, I love She's it. like, that computer under- screen's looking way better now. <laughs> I understand that Brian and Sean are fairly nice guys. I remember last time I was there, they were cool. And welcome to frickin' post-Thanksgiving, Brian and Sean. Uh, Leslie, I, don't, I, I never mean to damn you with faint praise. All of the accolades and compliments I have sent your direction, I genuinely believe. I think Aww. you're very, very good at what you do. And that's the whole point of this show well here's the other thing part of it's selfish i hate talking to boring people it's not interesting it's just not interesting and so luckily that's rarely happened on this show we're a little more discerning than that and sean set this up now your debut album came out these foolish things a couple years ago Mm -hmm. now you are in the teeth of making a new record tell me again i don't expect you to divulge any deep dark secrets i don't expect a timeline but when it came, like, at some point you have to decide, you know, like, oh, I've been working on this song here, that song mm-hmm. there. But at some point you have to get it in your head, I'm making another record. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? Yeah, so about a year ago, um, I, I play with the same group of guys and my bass player, Matt McIntyre, came up with an arrangement for Stars Fell on Alabama that I just fell in love with. And as soon as he brought that to rehearsal, I thought, we have to make an album. And it took a long time to... Um, just let things come out of the woodwork and and I wanted to write a couple of originals so I've let it simmer for about a year um but we're in rehearsals for it now we're recording in January hopefully releasing in the spring so I am really excited to share some jazz nerd stuff as well as some lighter more accessible pieces and then just some pieces of my own that um just cool to hear what... Um, I'm sorry. Leslie Vincent Originals? Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. You I, should um, be. I am excited. I actually just played a demo of them for the band the other day, and it's nerve-wracking to share your to share yourself like that. But your inner soul, you mean? Yeah, it's, just a little it's, bit. It's weird to let other yeah. people see it. All right. All um, right. But it's really cool, and, and different musicians have done different arrangements, so a lot of beautiful voices that are coming together. Um, in terms of jazz storytelling, and I'm I'm really I'm really fucking pumped for it. Let me ask you one other question. Okay, you love swing. You clearly love mm-hmm. when something's got swing oh, yeah. to it. I mean, that's a big part of the music you've put out, the music that you've shared, and I'm certain what you're doing. Why do you love it so much? What does swing do? Does it hit you in the head, in the brain? Does it hit you in the in the shoulders? Does it hit you in the hips? Why do you love swing so much? I think it hits me in the heart. Yeah, I think it's just. I 
I just was a very lonely child, and I found a lot of swing albums, and mm. list, I spent hours in my room dancing to them and singing to them, and so it feels otherworldly to me. It just feels really good and warm and alive. I, I was curious, because I mean, like, swing, like, if you listen to that, like, the stuff you've already played, <clears throat> it can be purely physical. It can be visceral, which I think is what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a combination of the whole thing. It can be in your heart. It can be in your head. But... I, I do not pretend to be even vaguely informed on the subject of jazz, but I do like your love of swing, and I'm excited that you're excited about this new record. Like, it's, Sean and I, neither of us are deeply creative types. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have massive but, appreciation for people who can do what you do. But yeah. we also, though, we, everyone finds themselves, no matter what you do for a living, no matter how, what you're aligned with, you find yourself in that spot where all of a sudden it's moving, and you feel warm, and it's like... I don't know, living in a gravy fountain, mm-hmm. if you'll pardon my... I'm going to go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> I'm talking really... about an actual gravy fountain because <laughs> I'd go there right a, now. Brian, then Brian said living in a gravy fountain. The Brian Oak story. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of my biography. You're welcome. What I'm talking about is satisfaction and excitement because <laughs> there has been, over the last few years, a lot to be dour about, right? Mm-hmm. A lot to be doubtful about, a lot of things that we've all had to face. I'm not just talking about COVID. Lots of things, right? Yeah. But then to find yourself in a personal situation where... <sighs> It's exciting. Your 2023 is going to be fucking killer. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. Oh, that's awesome. Before we go, I know that you two have a mutual love of improv. I refuse to take part, but say anything you'd like to say right now. I just saw a fantastic show at Huge Theater with uh, a group called Screeching Harpies that does musical improv. And for my money, male or female, young or old, they Up are or three- down. Three or three of the most talented musical improvisers I've ever seen anywhere, wow. including Chicago. Unbelievably talented. Is that Go an see. ongoing show? Uh, they do. They brief? do. Well, it, they don't. They're not on a scheduled night or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. Shrieking Harpies, if you get a chance to go see them, uh, it's Hannah, Taj, and uh, Lizzie, and they're they're uh, several. A couple of them have taught improv as well, but they're just incredibly talented at making up songs on the spot. And tying them in and doing musical improv, which is the hardest thing possible to do, in my opinion. I, can you imagine? Like, I don't even like talking on the spot, although I've made a <laughs> career out of it. Still not comfortable with it. But in front of other people, live in front of you, coming up with songs, not just, I mean, anybody could come up with a crap song, but a song that entertains, a song that mm-hmm. lifts, a song that mm-hmm. fills the room in the night. Wow. It's smart and clever and uh, super fun. So. Go, you know, just like local musicians got really hurt, other performers like improvers uh, didn't get to improvise for a couple of years. And although it is a silly, silly art form, it is super fun oh. to do, and it is good for your soul to mm. do improv. I wouldn't. Call, I would honestly not call it silly. I just mean other people I, look at it as okay. You're you're basically being a five year old playing. I'm like, yes. What's your point? But. When you reach a certain level in life, right, like when you become a talent like Leslie Vincent, or dare I say, even a Sean Bernard, when you reach a certain Ooh. level in life in terms of your presentation, in terms of what you've learned, in terms of, of, of what you are able to bring to bear to the table, it's no longer five-year-olds. These are funny people, right? I mean, it's, it's live comedy. It is spontaneous, and there's a certain, I don't know, joy mixed with fear of like... Oh my God! Are they going to shit the bed right here? 
They might. And you can't be in your own head either. You can't be worried about your life. You have to be intensely focused on the other people, and you have to have a generous spirit to be good at improv. In the words of Ram Dass, and I normally poo-poo these types of philosophers, be here now. Yes. You're never more present in the moment than when you're doing improv or when you're watching improv because you're like, oh, these people are going to fuck this up. Is that fair, Leslie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Before we begin to wrap things up, which we have to do here very shortly, if people are going to try to track your journey, they want to know what is next. And I'm not, when I say that kind of stuff, I just like talking in a deep voice. I'm not really mocking anybody. (laughs) Sometimes people are like, why would you say it like that? I'm like, I don't know. How else to say it? <laughs> um, if people want to track your progress as things begin to unfold with your sophomore effort, if people would like to come out and see a live show, if people would like to actually pay real hard word do- world dollars for the music you've already created, what's ground zero for Leslie Vincent? Website. So it's LeslieDellaVincent.com. Leslie what? Della is my middle name. D-A-L-L-Y? D-E... D E L L A. I don't know. Man. Where did he get that? I don't know. I like it. Though. Wait a minute. Let me say it like this. Where did he get that? Let me repeat that for you. So it's Leslie. It's Leslie That's Della with two L's and an E. Also an A at the end and a D at the <laughs> beginning. Leslie Vincent. Wait, I love that. how I love how you said all of that. That was the best thing I've ever heard. Well, I doubt that very much, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it for that moment. <laughs> he also because does voicemail work, and if you need a bedtime story, just call him and he'll he'll read a bedtime story <laughs> to you and your wife. So. Do you know how many times I've called people up and read Goodnight Moon to their children? I have no idea. Twice? Actually, never. <laughs> but I am available. You are. But don't don't email me or call me because I'm actually not available. I have no time for any of that. When's the next time people can come out and see you live? So I'll be at the Lakewood Cemetery December 4th. <gasps> what, what? No, no, no. I, so that chapel right there, yeah. right? And so I, and not to, like to be some weirdo goth Smiths fan, whenever I'm in a certain mood, I take myself to Lakewood and I walk the stones, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I go up by the mausoleums and there's that great pyramid one up there. And I wander the place. And my last time I had to park down by that particular chapel. And on my way back, the doors were open. So I stuck my head inside and I looked and I'm like, it's an unbelievable space. And then only days later did I find out that there are ongoing series of performances there. You're going to be performing there. Yeah. Uh, so I sing with another woman named Emily Dussault, and together we're the Champagne Drops. Yep. Uh, so we have a Christmas show that we like to do every Christmas, Christmas with the Champagne Drops. So we'll be there uh, December 4th, and then we'll be at Lush December 7th, and Crooners December 14th. So you're working these days, is oh, what you're saying? Yeah. Excellent. Good for you. Um, it's lovely to see you. Same. And um, good luck. And I... This new record, I mean, I know that we're still a ways out. We're just working on it now. Target date, just give us a target date. Like, no, what's no, a... She can't, man. Like, I know All how right. these games work. All like, right. It'd be great if it was Next out fall? by March 25th, but it might not be out until August 15th, right? Hey, that's my birthday. August 15th? Yeah. You think I didn't know that? You think I didn't do my homework <laughs> before you showed up, Ms. Vincent? All right. 
Anyway, it's great to see you again. I doubt I will see you again before the start of the new year. So happy holidays to Aww. you. Good luck to you and your wife. And I don't know. Good luck with making this new record. I Thank hope it doesn't you. suck. Me too. <laughs> uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Smart Start MN. Thanks again to Moxie Wealth Management. You can find them at moxiewealthmanagement.com. Thank you to AudioQuip. AudioQuip are the ones who have completely outfitted the studio to make it look not 100% terrible. In fact, it sounds really good thanks to their generosity. Nate and his entire crew know what they're doing. If you need audio equipment, maybe you're a cool crooner like Leslie. Probably not, but maybe. Or maybe you want to give a TED Talk. Or maybe you want to stand on the corner and tell people about your crazy end of the world things. All you have to do is get some broadcasting <laughs> equipment from our friends at AudioQuip. That, again, is AudioQuip. It's got the little red logo, so make sure you pay attention to that because uh, there are other imitators and carpetbaggers out there. Have I hit everything, Sean? I think so. I think this show has just been a lovely gravy fountain. Dude, a gravy fountain is like a, it, it's like a, it's like cherubs kissing you gently on the face. Why would you, what, what's wrong with a gravy fountain? Cher- do you want cherubs kissing you on the face, Leslie? Why I I'm think be- the more important question is, in what way is a gravy fountain like cherubs kissing you on the face? Because they both, the the small, inexorable, unignorable, small portion of my lizard brain that sits at the base of my cerebellum, a gravy fountain would elicit the exact same levels of... I don't endorphin know. Endorphin flow? Serotonin, endorphins, that cherubs kissing. I don't really believe in cherubs, okay? So I feel like a gravy fountain is more realistic. But I'm just talking about maybe maybe I've chosen the wrong crowd. <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to think of, like, what is ultimate satisfaction? Mm. A gravy fountain where I could just occasionally lean over and be like... <laughs> Am I the only one in this room that likes gravy? Yes. I like gravy, but that's that's a... Different level of liking gravy. Chocolate fountain, I could yeah, get on board chocolate with. Fountain. Chocolate fountain okay, would chocolate be like fountain. cherubs kissing you on the cheek. I would also be down. I'm just, I'm coming off of a little bit of a gravy hangover for Thanksgiving, all right? Let's get a little closer in the advent calendar and we can talk more about the chocolate fountain, all right? Leslie, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Sean, I'll see you next time. Sounds good. Now, maybe. before you were allowed to walk away, you have to tell us about this duet right that you're doing right here. Yeah, so uh, as I said, the champagne drops is one part Leslie, one part Emily, and this is a tune that we sang together. The more I read the papers, the less I comprehend the world and all its capers. How it all will end Nothing seems to be lasting But that isn't our affair We've got something permanent I mean in the way We care is here to stay Not for a year but forever 
going along.